Hey everyone, Matt from Emetics Mind here. I just wanted to take a moment to let you know that I just started a Patreon. What's Patreon? Well, quite simply, Patreon is a platform that allows me to continue doing what I'm doing now, creating podcasts and voiceover content for free. But it gives you, my audience, the ability to support me if you want to. It's a monthly subscription support the creator service that will provide me with an opportunity to reinvest back into my audio work so that I can continue to grow and reach more first responders, veterans, and anyone who battles with mental illness and injury. Don't worry, I'm still providing all of my content for free. This just allows you the chance to support me in my work if you'd like to do so. If you want to check it out, head over to patreon.com forward slash emeticsmind. That's patreon.com forward slash emeticsmind. And to all who have subscribed already, thank you. Your support means the world to me. It allows me to continue what I love to do as well as what I find to be therapeutic, while providing me with the opportunity to grow and improve my craft. So thank you. Now, let's get to this episode of Emetics Mind. Welcome to this week's episode of Emetics Mind. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're safe, happy, sound. And uh, if you're out there working, which I know a lot of my paramedic friends are, and uh, my firefighter buddies, and uh, my police compatriots, you guys are out there on the front lines of this whole thing, working during an unprecedented time uh, in, uh, in, in overwhelming conditions. Uh, firstly, thank you guys for doing the job that you do. You're loved. You're appreciated. You really are. Despite what common media will have you guys believing, uh, they often promulgate the negative because negative is like sex. Not that sex is negative, but it sells. And I find that the more salacious and the more hyperbolic the headlines are, whether they are completely factually accurate or not. That's what sells, and that's what the media promulgates in, is selling. They're no longer uh, just out there to tell the um, unbiased news. That doesn't exist anymore, in my opinion. So uh, despite some of the things that you read and hear all over social media, especially if you're a police officer, I need you to know you're loved, you're appreciated. Everything you do is appreciated by myself especially, but there are many people that are in your corner. There are many people that really love and appreciate what you do. So thank you for doing what you do. Please stay safe out there and, uh, you know, have each other's backs. Fire, police, EMS, because you guys are, at the end of the day, one big dysfunctional alcoholic family. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not everyone's an alcoholic. But, you know, uh, anyway, 
So yes, welcome to uh, this week's episode. I do have a blog read for you. Um, I'll get to that in a moment. But you may have noticed some experimentation going on with the pre-intro notes of my show. What I mean by that is you may have noticed for a couple of weeks running, for those of you who are consistent listeners, that I had a, an ad running for Spotify. And now I have uh, sort of some uh, notes of my uh, Patreon. Now, there's a couple of different reasons for that. One is, obviously, yes, I'm trying to monetize uh, my content a little bit so that I can um, invest back into the show and get some things. And the reason for that is there is an evolution process that goes on with podcasting that I've so found. And uh, and that means expenditures. And it's not easy to pay for equipment uh, and uh, other upgradable things uh, for for the for the podcast. So I figured I would uh, start with the uh, the least uh, invasive ways. So I started with ad reads, and I was doing some stuff for podcasts or for Spotify podcasts. And uh, uh, for a time there, I read some stuff for Anchor, which is the platform that hosts my uh, my podcast. Now the thing is that I just recently found out. They don't pay Canadians. Yeah, they can't uh, release money to Canadian uh, content creators. So all of the money that, uh, not that it's a lot anyway, but like all the money that I had made for reading the Spotify ads and, and stuff like that is sitting in uh, Anchor's bank accounts. Um, and it's just going to basically sit there until I open up a U.S. bank account, which I'm not going to do because it's just not worth it for me, so on and so forth. So then I started researching Patreon and Patreon being the subscription service uh, for content creators. And uh, it was just a harmless way for me to sort of engage with my community and say, hey, if you guys like my work, if you want to support me, here's an option for you to do so. There's also a one-time option instead of doing the monthly subscription service over on my website at emeticsmind.com slash donate, uh, which is a one-time PayPal fee of whatever you want to pay. Uh, you get to choose the monetary amount if you so choose. And that's the thing I want to really stress here is that uh, you don't have to pay anything. I'm still releasing everything for free. This is just if you would like to support me, that option is now available. So you have two options. You can go to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash emeticsmind, or you can hover to my website, emeticsmind.com forward slash donate. You can go there and... Uh, if you'd like to support me, please feel free to do so. I'd be eternally grateful. And to my uh, current Patreon subscribers, uh, thank you so much. Drew Litke and Heather Down, you guys are amazing. Uh, beyond humbled by your your uh, your generosity. And uh, I thank you very much. It means a lot to me. So thank you. Um, This episode. Uh, oh, man. I, uh, I recently had my final session with Doc. And that was, uh, well, it was a little heavier than I had anticipated it to be. I knew it was going to be heavy. I knew it was going to be something. I just didn't really fathom how difficult it was, you know, because like, thing is, Doc, as much as there is the psychologist and patient relationship and that professional sort of boundary, she's been there for me uh, in that professional capacity, but also in a human capacity as well, through some really critical losses in my life. Um, you know, she had she was the one who had given me the diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder and walked me through what that means and and walked me through how it's not a death sentence. 
how it's not uh, a crippling punitive label. And 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 in the early days, weeks, and months of that is when my mom passed away, and that that was difficult. And then she she started working with me and on me uh, regards my alcohol consumption. And, uh, she's been, she's been a key player in not only saving my life, but in getting me back on track to have a life. And so I knew that the session of, of saying goodbye to doc, I knew that that was going to be difficult. I knew that that was going to be, uh, an arduous undertaking and, uh, and a very emotionally draining task, but I really wasn't prepared for the emotions that came pouring out of me, both during the session and after the session and the days after the session and now the weeks after the session. Um, so I did what I always do and I wrote about it. And uh, it was it was twofold. I wrote about it once. The reason that I wrote and then recorded it um, is that I wanted to send it to Doc because it was really the the best way that I knew how to relay not only what I was feeling, but also to to say thank you. This woman is a brilliant psychologist. Um, I I can't speak highly enough of of how incredibly talented she is in that field. But I don't, and, and this is my opinion. I don't think you can be good in that field without having a huge heart. And I know that heart and emotion um, are, you know, linked in, in, in a capacity, but then there's also the intellectual capacity of, of psychology. But I, I just, I don't believe that it's possible to be as good as she is without having a huge heart. And I, I really believe that Doc is, is a fantastic human being on top of being a magnificent psychologist. And so I, I wrote about that and I wrote about what what that session meant to me and what Doc has meant to me from February 14th of 2017 until this date of 2020. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that for you guys. I have uh, entitled it very simply, Doc. And uh, I hope that you guys, anybody out there who has a relationship with their psychologist that is uh, a deep and meaningful one, an impactful one, will probably be able to take away something from this. Uh, I did have people reach out to me via my social media and indicate to me uh, how important their psychologist is to them and how difficult uh, some people, uh, how difficult it was for them to say goodbye because they were moving or because it was time to move on. Whatever the case was, they reached out to me, let me know, Hey man, this was this was insanely relatable. I really get it. Uh, my psychologist really saved me and really helped me, and and uh, so on and so forth. So, uh, for those of you who are in the know, so to speak, um, I really think that you're going to be able to relate to this. And uh, and Doc, if you're listening, I know that you've heard this post already, uh, but I want to say thank you, thank you so much for your support, your kindness, your guidance. And, um, I, I will always be forever grateful. I really will. Thank you. Coming up next, Doc. Medic one, you're responding. Code four. Story time. 
It started on a bridge. My hands trembled. My breath quickened. The world around me slowed down. A distant twinkle of city lights watched with glowing apathy as I neared the rail. When the clammy hand of my skin met with the cold metal of the overpass, a slight wave of relief befell me. Something inside of me knew that it was time. Time to leave this place. To bid farewell to the world I so struggled to be within. It is the most frightening calm I have ever felt. On a hot summer's night, I was ready to die. Part of me begged for it. Longed for it. The eternal silence. A reprieve from the deafening roar of demons and ghosts that reside in the marrow of my bones. That is where this story begins. But it is not where it ends. In fact, this story has no end. There is, however, a turning of the page. A transition of chapters, if you will. But in order to tell you of one, I have to inform you of the other. That night on the bridge, I was halted from jumping. I was going to swan dive into an ocean of asphalt, likely then to be struck by migrating schools of cars. I made it as far as to swing my feet over the edge. They pointed graveside while the rest of me remained in trembling seated position. An ambulance is what saved me. No, they had not been called for me. Truth be told, they hadn't even noticed me. But I saw them. Their young faces and unblemished features boasted from behind the glass as they scurried beneath me. My head and eyes tracked them to destinations beyond my knowledge. After observing that rattling rig of life, I felt a sudden heft of sickness overcome me. I swung from one side of the edge to the other, both in physicality and in symbolism. In the days that followed, I enacted my employee benefits and was gifted a chance encounter with an angel of psychology. Doc. I didn't know it at the time, but this was the woman that was going to save my life. You see, previous iterations of me to that point had always held foolish belief that it would be a striking beauty that saved the beast in me. Whilst I sat in some bar in some city, drinking my sorrows away one pint glass at a time. I never even contemplated that it would be a woman skilled in the art of sardonicism and psychoanalysis that would become my saving grace. In retrospect, I believe there is no other person that could have done what she did save a ratch like me. My appointment with her was on February 14th of 2017. The irony of the day was not lost on me. I jested introspectively about how this was likely to be the worst Valentine's date I could conjure. And I was right. It was. But it was also the best thing that has ever happened to me. Over a series of mornings whereby I was enslaved by a torturous hangover or still intoxicated, I would engage in the fastidious dance of therapy. Session after session, I would spill more and more droplets of my tainted blood in the form of wept tears and confession. Time would pass and seasons would change. I was told that I had PTSD. I was informed that I had a long road ahead of me. I was also told that this is all okay, that what I was experiencing and suffering through was not my fault, words I had never heard before spoken with such sincerity and unrehearsed authenticity. Back then, 
As much as I appreciated the orated notion, it still seemed incredulous to me that anyone would think that of me. I believe it was in those early days that an ember of hope was born, albeit unbeknown to me at the time. It was now November, November 6th. This is a morning that would change my life, irrevocably. It was a cold November morning that would see my mother die by way of suicide. The first person I called after receiving that god-awful phone call was Doc. I stammered through the news and relayed to her what had happened. After that morning, she started seeing me twice a week. A laborious task considering I was a drunken cullion whose lust for the bottle had only increased in the wake of my matriarchal bereavement. But she remained steadfast and unwavering in her skill and trade. She's a brilliant psychologist and a magnificent woman. She called me on my shit when I needed it. She sat with me in silence on the days where words would fail me. She joked with me to make sure that my smile still worked. And she spoke earnestly with me about my relationship with the bottle. Had it not been for her, I likely would have drowned. It was at her behest that I conceded to rehab. I was ready to go, sure. But she helped show me the way. After rehab, she continued seeing me twice a week. She challenged me and she pushed me. She eased off as needed and she explained the importance of her intentions and recommendations. For all intents and purposes, Doc had taken a blithering lout who once sought peace in the form of violent end and gifted him a ray of hope. The lout being me and the ray now being mine. I say that I conceded to Doc and her staccato of importance toward rehab and my drinking, but the reality is that I was ready to go. And I was ready because Doc had shown me that allowing myself to feel was truly the only way to survive in this troubled life of mine. I'd been doing things my way for so long that it felt impossible to change or do something different. But on that day when I crossed the man-made facsimile of a bridge and in through the doors of the rehabilitation center, I let a part of myself go. I let an old way die. There's a song called Maybe It's Time. It's a country tune that speaks of a man giving up on his stubborn ways in hopes of something better. The lyrics of its melody have been with me for a while now, and they have been no more significant to me than this past week. Because this past week, I had to say goodbye to Doc. From session one to the last, I have transformed from what was surely a man destined for death to a man with a family and a beautiful woman at his side. I'm back in the mountains of home and away from the bustle of city lights and angry ambience. I'm a man who has let some old ways die. They die. I live. Doc and I had to part ways because she cannot practice in the province of British Columbia, a place I've come home to. And so I've had to find a new therapist. And I've done that. He seems great. He's not Doc, but he seems great. Doc and I had our final session. I cried. I cried because this woman has been with me through the loss of my mother, of Chris, and of my dear sister Lisa. She's been there through it all. Not to mention, she's the one that finally allowed me to believe that it's okay to talk. That it's okay to not be so okay. 
thick and thin, she was the constant. So in a way, it feels like I'm losing a friend, a family member, more than it does just migrating from therapist to therapist. Because Doc is so much more than just a PhD. She is, as I have said, an angel of psychology. And for a time, my guardian angel. I would not have the ability to be in a functioning, healthy, and loving relationship had it not been for Doc and her sometimes vexing guidance. Doc not only saved my life, but showed me that it's possible for me to have one, as long as I continue to let some of the old ways die. And so, in a way, this doesn't quite feel like a goodbye. It feels more akin to a change of chapters in the story of my life, an unwritten chapter but a chapter that would not have a chance had it not been for this incredible savior of life. I have much love for you, Doc. I always will. But maybe, just maybe, this is what I needed in order to let some of the old ways die. And so I promise you, I will continue to live. And this Christmas, when zealous children ask me what the greatest gift I ever received was, I'll be able to hush them just for a moment as I lean in to capture their attention, and when all is still, I'll be able to say that the best gift I have ever been given is the gift of life. And it is not Santa Claus, nor an elf on a shelf that gave it to me. It was you, Doc. And for that, I say thank you. Doc, I went from overpass, to your waiting room, to sitting in your office, both drunk and sober all the way home. I made it home, Doc. Your guidance was my passport. I'll continue to get it stamped as I go along. And maybe one day, I can show you all the places I've been. Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Takes a lot to change, man Hell, it takes a lot to try Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Nobody knows what ways for the dead Nobody knows what ways for the dead Some folks just believe in the things they've heard and the things they read Nobody knows what ways for the dead I'm glad I can't go back to where I came from I'm glad those days are gone, gone for good if I could take spirits from my past and bring them here You know I would No, know I would Nobody speaks to God these days 
Know what it means to God these days I'd like to think he's looking down And laughing out of ways Know what it means to God these days When I was a child they tried to fool me Said the worldly man was lost and that a hell was real Well, I've seen hell in Reno And this world's one big old Catherine wheel Spinning still Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Maybe it's time to let the old ways die It takes a lot to change your plans Hell, a train to change your mind Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Oh, maybe it's time to let the old ways die Journey with me in the mind of a medic Oh Journey with me in the mind of a medic Cause that's my everyday 